Hi everyone and uh, welcome. <laughs> so today we are going to discuss our book that we read in July, which is Star Lord by Anthony Ryan. So this is the second book in the Raven's Shadow trilogy. I love Bloodsong a lot and I know that a lot of people didn't really like Star Lord, so I'm interested to see um, how Epic and Steve liked this. But uh, before we are going to start, let uh, Epic and uh, Steve introduce themselves. Epic Tales, you already know what, who it is. Like, uh, it's a, uh, it's. I really, really enjoyed this book. Like, um, I, I kind of get why people don't like it as much as Blood Song, but for me, that's a positive. Um, instead of a negative like i'll go more into that as the discussion goes on but uh yeah hello yeah, my name is it's hard to it's always hard to follow with follow epic on introductions because he's he's great <laughs> at it but i'm steve from steve talks books and stuff and i'm excited to talk about tower lord yeah so uh it seems like both of you liked it or what were your general ideas about the book anthony ryan is a genius is actually a genius like i i i uh i uh i i when i'm reading his book i i forget that like i'm a booktuber and i need to like see like what i need to like uh break i like I, i'm not thinking so there's something that uh tolkien said when you're writing fantasy and that is that like you're the person that's reading the book can't like question like your your writing decisions like they, they 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 need to accept everything as it's coming and um just like uh, be engrossed in the story and i get that when i'm reading anthony ryan this is just his second book but like this is this book is really really good really really good i think it's it's tough when you coming from a book like blood song and coming from, i mean it's a high bar yeah so yeah it's a different experience the second book is always seems like it's a, a tough it's a tough book to pull off the second book in a trilogy but when i started this book because we came off another fantasy series that shall not be named and uh when i started reading when i started reading i was just a few oh pages in to tower lord and the best way i can explain it is you know you have like a, a pair of shoes that you wear and they like fit to your feet perfect and they're really comfortable and it's like you just feel at one with your shoes. It's kind of like that reading this. I just got right back into it and the writing style just really easy to follow. It just felt you feel like you're home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was, a, it was a nice, nice change. That's how it felt. Good description. It felt like home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I can see that Brandy also liked it, but not as much as Blood Song. I, I can see why. I think that it's also a sort of personal preference, probably, where Blood Song you have one POV, and then in this one you have multiple. Um, Blood Song you also have like the coming of age story, you have the school like setting. I, I like that quite a bit. Um, but for me, surprisingly, I thought that Tower Lord was very, very close. Hmm. Um, I think maybe in writing style, like Steve said, it's, it's easy, but it's not. It's, it's not a simple type of writing style. It's not that he uses short sentences. It's, it's very beautiful prose, but it's just very easy to read. And you have some books that if you read 50 pages, it's like, I'm done for today. And with this one, I, I didn't feel like that. So yeah, I, I liked it quite a bit. So I feel like the reason why um, 
people who read Blood Song like uh, are a bit salty when they read um, Tower Lord is because um, so Blood Song has one POV in that and that POV he he basically does some of the best character like uh, development best character work I've seen. It's like some of the best out there, and we're all in Valen, and this guy really makes us like empathize with Valen, makes us want to like we really want him to succeed. The way he makes his decision, the way he reveals information, everything centered around Valen. And for people that like like character-based books very well, like it's very easy to see why Blood Song is a masterpiece. Now, right with uh, Tower Lord, he did something different. And it was something that was absent in, I didn't mind that it was absent in book one, but it was in it was in book two. And that was, he did a lot, very, very brilliant world building. Now, like um, there's something, there's this, there's a, there's a, um, there's uh, this masterclass, Dan Brown's masterclass on writing. He says something about, uh, and I'm sure everyone knows who Dan Brown is, brilliant writer. Um, he says something about um, like uh, when you're like um, introducing like a new concept or when you're like, um, when you're telling a story and you want to basically like introduce something new or, or there's something important you want people to learn. Like when it comes to POV, you don't have to, um, always use like a, a protagonist point of view or like a character that you know people like a lot. What you do is that you you use a POV that has the best perspective to um, to to represent whatever you're trying to 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 let your readers know. In this case, it was world building. And what he did with Frentis, because in part one, he just talks very vaguely about all these different empires. And um, like he talk about like a, a few characters here and there. And but then Frentis being a slave, like the way he was a slave and like making like doing all those things he was doing, like at the beck and call of a very, very mysterious woman and not understanding it and then like revealing that okay wow like they, they did some scrying and these people were, are going to be important in the war and uh these people are going to make the war more difficult for them and then as soon as that was gone he went back to a, an environment that we're more familiar with it was not very very efficient world build world world uh, building and then he doesn't just do that he also explores um with the, from the perspective of the princess that was such a good perspective to explore the um what what they call them the uh the larnark was it larnark larnark i think yes. yeah 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 he was very very such he used like he used he he he, he used the right people and I get Valen is much, much loved, right? Valen's perspective was still by far like um, the best. Uh, I love River's story. Yes, you're getting it. Like Valen's perspective was still very, um, was still my favorite, but it was not like in other books where I'm just like, oh, can this person's perspective just move on so I can, uh, um, I can get back to a, a POV that I like. Like, River's storyline was so good, like just like the the brainwash, like all these characters are interested. Who like who, who who whose perspective like like bored you? I didn't get bored reading anyone's perspective because something was always happening. Like um, I always liked the princess. I liked how she thought, like her her cold calculation, and then I got to see more of it and just more from her perspective and how she had developed from the first book. 
um Francis of course like Francis has always been a badass and like I love seeing his stuff I love seeing River's perspective like I do not I really I I get why people will be salty because the first book is purely about feeling but uh I I actually did not mind like learning about other characters in the book so I get why people like that uh if you're you're going to compare Tower Lord with um uh tower lord with a uh, blood song i get why you're why people are salty or why people are like mm, this is a bit different i don't know if i like it but to intro to to for as his intention was to build a world and he built it you know and like uh experiencing it with those like would would it have been as good if villain if it was just villain's perspective like that we're getting from like all that stuff villain is already an established character so he not only like um he not only um he not only like uh, did um great world world building but he he he, he gave us he, like we we the world was built with the right perspective mm -hmm. that was yeah. a rant but like i love this book and tony <laughs> ryan is like yeah mm -hmm. yeah i i agree completely and i also think what what he did well what he said he chose a pov to tell a certain story but he didn't tell anything twice. And that's sometimes when you have multiple POVs, you, you see the same thing happening from different perspectives, but that can sometimes be a little bit tedious and it's over the top. While here, you had very different POVs. So yes. every time you switched, you got new information and not just the same thing chewed out by somebody else. Yes. So I, I really liked all of the different POVs. That's a good point about uh, different perspectives and everything was new, everything was different. And they were all in different parts of the world. So they were all experiencing different things. And coming from Bloodsong, I wouldn't I wouldn't have expected, but I didn't I didn't dislike Valen's POV, but it was probably my least favorite. I think I <laughs> I mean because they, they were all good, but it was probably I didn't dislike it, but it was probably my least favorite POV, which no, I can totally me. see that. I can totally see that because Valen had already um as far as character development villain was older and wiser and he was uh like we, you, we everyone could tell why like um like uh, and uh like we already knew what villain was about you know and uh, i i did not see much character like i didn't see his character being pushed too much i feel like villain's character at least where he is right now is established you know, he's like, we know who villain is. We have no misconceptions about who he is as a character. And like introducing all these characters and having it still that interesting. Because, wow, like uh, after like uh, after the, the, the princess got her face burnt, like I, I, she just became so cool to me. Like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, brother Fent is just like the way the progression of things, you know, like it wasn't like a situation where, oh, like, oh, like, uh, she it was out of like his strong will that he broke out of it. The, the sequence of events from when he was enslaved by the by the woman to when he broke out made sense, it was such clean logic, like such mm -hmm. a straight line, and like it, 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 it um. It, it every single part of every single part of it made sense like it, it's so it's one thing it's one thing reading a book right as like a reader but like reading it as a writer you're trying to always divine like what is the writer's intention and i can his intentions are so clear like i feel like reading um the faithful on the fallen right beside okay sorry my bad a book that shall not be named 
like reading 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 like um um a book that shall not be named right beside um blood song like i have i i i it's so beneficial for me mm -hmm. yeah and, and i agree with what brandy says here so you you have the different povs but you already know them a little bit from the first book so you just want to know more because even in the first one even from the small snippets that you got i felt interested in them and i think that that's something that anthony ryan does really well he has these secondary characters but he makes them interesting and you want to know more about them and then Riva, I think she was then the only really new character what you got a POV from, but her story arc for me was the most interesting. Hmm. Yes, I, I think yes. some some fantasy some fantasy series they they just throw everything at you like look at all these people and you care about them right and like no <laughs> I don't because, but we care about these characters because the work and the foundation was built in Bloodsong. Mm -hmm. That work and that time was put in to start developing. So you already knew, I think all of them, but Riva. So all that work was put in and the foundation was built. So then when we had these different POVs, it wasn't jarring. And we already knew these characters a little bit. So it was interesting. We got different perspectives. And it, they, there was no, it seems like some of these books try and skip that first step. Like you have to, let's slow down. Like if you want to build this big huge world you can but you have to it's you can't just jump from step one to step yes. ten yes yes you have to take you know take your time build, you know build it and make us and make us feel invested yes. in the characters in the world yes mm -hmm. yes and uh like um like uh i i like how everything came together like you know when um the uh the the scribe the um the guy that was uh imprisoned by the general when they're talking um, about this this queen that is just like uh, oh like just twatting him at every point and like extending the the amount of time that it's going to take them to like take over Cambriel and uh, I had no idea it was because after that then they switched to I had no idea it was River like as they I was like wait is this queen River is this queen River and then when I'm like I'm like wow what a badass like what a badass way to put things together you know I like the um, Anthony Ryan's uh, way of mixing first person and third person it's the first time I'm seeing it and it's just like Mwah. like wow huh that's that's funny. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> I have to Me go either. back. <laughs> so that means that it's well done, I suppose. Yes, yes. You I, when I first started reading it, right, and it was in first person, I was like, hmm, do I like this? But I was like, well, Yolene said I should read it, so let's keep <laughs> going, you know. And uh, yo, I'm so grateful you brought me as a part of this because I've learned so much just like reading this book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm just really glad that we're all liking it, and I think that's Lord, it, it takes a little bit of time to get into it maybe because you have those different POVs and it's not clear from the beginning where the story is going to go. And I think that some of the negative reviews that are circulating aren't really helping because some people already go in thinking, oh, it's a lot worse than Bloodsong, it's not going to be as good. And then if it doesn't really pick up in the beginning, I think that some people DNF it while if they just wait a little bit, I, I think it's worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, like um, a lot of a lot of people. Um, yes, Veneer's account is the no, first no, person yes. part. Um, a lot of people, um, like uh, a lot of writers, what I see them doing is that they lean a lot into their strengths. 
so the writer of a book which, um, that shall not be named like i feel like he's good at writing fighting scenes and i see him just do that so much like just like throwing fighting scenes everywhere you know and um when you read blood song you think okay this guy is a character-based writer and that's what he's really really good at so let's stick with uh one less 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 let like he like he he like in if you read um so blood song is a master class right in character development and car- making you care about a character and like a character story tar lord is such good world world building it's a master class in world building i can see why character development would be enjoyed more than world building but if you're if you're looking at if you're looking at this book in technical terms right anthony ryan right has shown so much diversity in his talent he has shown like i can do character i can do world building and both are awesome you know so i am like super super hyped to see how he brings everything together in uh the last book yeah mm-hmm. so it, it seems like we liked all povs i have the feeling but what were your favorites i love river was river was like i love the like um i loved river i started liking uh the princess like much much like after she had her face burnt like i said i i i i I was just like okay this is such a such a grim dark character right there you know um like uh um yeah like river river I, li- I like river a lot like just just the development like coming from like just where she started from and where she ended from i have no complaints i also like frentis um i also like frentis but like i didn't like the fact that most of yes most of the time he was making decisions that were not his but like the the sequence of events were were so clean and uh yeah like <laughs> I, actually, I actually liked Frentis and I the fact that his decisions weren't his was I, I kind of enjoyed that because we had seen him come from where he came from and turn into this big badass and then he was helpless mm-hmm. and he was this pawn and this who's this woman that's just controlling him every step of the way I thought that that was really I, that was probably my favorite POV but Reva yeah. was a close Reva's yeah. up there too yeah I, I think with Frentis I, I liked to see more of that dark power and that you got to see more there, like how old was she? She she was going on for mm-hmm. centuries at that point. Yeah. And the mystique that you had in the beginning, I really liked that. Another thing was that it you, you can't really predict anything that happens. Because even though she was saying the entire time, like you're going to kill the king, I didn't really think that it was going to happen so quickly. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he snapped his neck and I was sitting there like, oh, okay. And that's the difference between other stories where you can already predict what's going to happen and with this one i have no idea what's going to happen in the third book the way it happened i was like i had to go back i was like wait it was like he put his he held the king's head like looked at me that i held the king's head and turned it was like it snapped like yeah. like i was like wait 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 i read that line again ready to get i was like wow okay let's go <laughs> mm-hmm. and 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 the, the the characters and do things that make sense yes you know, they evolve and they grow and they have an arc you know they don't they don't just kind of these wooden pieces that just go from point a to point b i mean there's mm-hmm. everything makes sense that they do yeah. and whether it's good or bad and 
Um, yeah, you're, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea. Because yeah. I, I didn't know what to expect. I did, really didn't know what to expect in this one because if Blood Song was the end of it, if it was just one book, I'd be like, well, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. But so, like, where, where are we going to go from there? You know, yeah. so. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and just how he opened the world, like, if, if Blood Song was unpredictable and Tower Lord was also unpredictable, just how he opened the world and how it ended and everything, like, there's so much more that could happen, <laughs> you know? Like, wow, yeah. and, and I'm really interested in that prophecy. You know, the prophecy says uh, Valen and uh, the the Fire Queen. I'm assuming that's that, you know, like they're going to like uh, do some amazing stuff together. Yeah, I, I'm actually wondering because at the end you have the, the princess and somebody like burns her. I, I, I don't know what, what happened there. It's really at, at the end of the book. But I don't know who that person is. The person that burnt the princess? um that's in halfway through the book right but in, at the end she's like in the woods or something like that and then somebody comes close and he touches she, her yeah like holds her and she and then the, the world burns or something like that yeah hmm. yeah yeah, baby, yeah. I, I agree yeah yeah the world build yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> And what I love, like Epic said, you, we have such an interesting world and Anthony Ryan shows that he can do this as well. But what I liked here is that he also kept some of the character development with Riva, for example, where all of the characters are pretty established, but then he picks one and he really shows the character growth and a real arc. And that makes like the balance between the two interesting to follow. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's something, right? Like sometimes when I'm reading a book, and it's like a female perspective. I I usually really feel like um, I I really feel I feel like uh, um, the women in the book are just talking characters. It's just like, well, we live in this age, and like we need to have women, and you know, like I don't get I didn't get that feeling at all. Like the women in this book are like really important. Like they make really important decisions. They are badass too. They are really badass and. Um, like i never get that feeling of um i never get that feeling of okay like helplessness, wow, yeah. like helplessness or like these these are actual like you know like uh these are this is how like uh, a, a female like uh character like this is how like a, a like if i wanted to write a badass female character this is how i would do it you mm -hmm. know yeah, and I, I don't like when you don't have that. You have like a really helpless female character and then the author or readers defend it by saying, yeah, but it's based on medieval times. And I'm thinking, well, it's fantasy. You can basically do whatever. So that's a pretty lousy excuse to use. It's a lousy excuse. Yeah, it's a lousy excuse. <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if she died, being the series what it is. But since the last title is Queen of Fire, I'm thinking that's her, so that she might have some magical powers yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I, I don't think Anthony Ryan is quite done with her. I don't yeah. think Anthony Ryan is done with her. Like, I feel like maybe, um, like, uh, I, and I feel like in the, in the next book, like, whatever happened at the end would be, like, would be, we'll figure it out within the first couple of chapters, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I do not, I, I feel like, um, yeah yeah and like it's called like the the fire queen right the queen of fire yeah so fire. like yeah like uh maybe that's like a hint you know mm -hmm.
thank God the book is out already. We don't have to wait. If I had to yeah. wait for book three, I would be so pissed. It would be difficult. <laughs> I actually wanted to start right away. But yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to wait until this discussion before I started Fire, A Queen of Fire. Yeah. But it, it was a really good ending to make you want to read more. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, I feel like um, there was less, there was less um, action, like just like clean, like, you know, fighting scenes or in this book. But like, I don't have a problem with that. Um, initially, yeah. initially, I would have, in, I feel like initially before I read a book that shall not be named, like if you asked me, like, um, if you asked me, um, like just, and my, my first thought would be, yo, the more action, the better, but this, this is story, like, like it shouldn't, uh, like it shouldn't be used to, to like mask. It shouldn't be used to make up for the shortcomings of a story. You know, it's more about what is happening that is 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 is, uh, is interesting, and yeah. this book, like the way this book builds up to, builds up to like ah, at um at um a Venice uh, Venice account where he was like uh, that ended with uh, with a uh, um, villain sending the general a message saying like oh like if you can you can think but like i'll spare your men but like you no, you, you your <laughs> sins are too much man like you're done like that is basically not giving him an option that's just basic like that you see that kind of build up you know that build up was just you know mm -hmm. yes yeah. yes yeah. i liked the representation here and that's something i sometimes have an issue with it as well, because some authors make me feel like they are ticking off boxes like yes. oh I, I need to have this and i need to have this and with this book i never felt that way yeah so i i loved the decision that anthony ryan made with that yeah like and i like the way he revealed uh, that sexuality as well like that woman thinking she's so pretty and uh you know he <laughs> lied that he had this poet lover and then like at some point my, my guy stopped giving a shit. He was like, yo, I didn't have a poet lover. Like it was a dude I was in love with actually. <laughs> you know, I liked that. I really did. I really did. And like the mystery constant mystery, like the mystery surrounding the antagonist just makes him seem so much more badass. You know, like I'm sorry to compare it to a book that shall not be named, but like, come on. <laughs> like like look at the difference look at the difference like when 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 uh we don't get that point of view when we don't get that point of view too much and we are only hearing about how evil and how powerful he is you know like that sense of mystery you like you cannot just like uh like it's important that like um it when i'm writing my book like i'm not going to have the pov of the villain except it's absolutely necessary you know mm -hmm. I'm going to like because I feel like that like now I'm just like wow I can't wait for like a part I want to see because villain's blood song villain is very powerful I like how the blood song like I I know some people complained about how like the magic system isn't like well explained but but like it's fine like it's mm -hmm. it's it's I don't really have a problem with it the soft magic system whatever we we kind of know how it works you know it doesn't yeah. need to be too like it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to make a logical step by step scientific sense you know it it is like I understand it enough that like uh 
um it makes sense villains uh how villain uses it makes sense and i like how like it's not always like to the t correct remember when like villain was in the tower he thought that guy came to assassinate him because the blood song was warning him and then like uh, he dodged last moment like a bolt passed past him and struck the ground and he was like oh the blood song wasn't warning him about this it was about something else yeah. you know mm -hmm. i i like i like just like little things like that in the book that it just like it's not all powerful you know and mm -hmm. villain has been has like it's not um although it's always push pushes villain in the direction that like uh i feel like he in, he should intuitively he should he should move towards like villain doesn't always at least he learned from the first book but in the first book he didn't always listen to it you know so it's mm -hmm. like i like i like um i i don't i really don't have any problems with this book like i yeah. get it might not be everyone's cup of tea but like wow just this is a master class yeah well the the thing with the flute that it's gone and then that the last book is called queen of fire i don't know if valen is going to be maybe taking a little bit more of a backseat even more than in the second book and it might be a little bit more about Lerna. I don't know, but I'm I'm fine with it either way because at this point I'm I'm trusting Anthony Ryan to just make a really good conclusion of the story. Like, but um, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk. I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> but um, what what you said about magic systems, I I completely agree, and I also think I I haven't been reading fantasy for a long while, but magic system that term i feel like it's it's used more since brandon sanderson and because he uses a very hard magic system fantasy doesn't really need to have a system it just needs to have magic and fantastical elements and a lot of people then say like oh well but it's not well defined but if you look at older fantasy books it's often not well defined it's, it's something that's been done quite recently and it doesn't really always need to be like that and i like in this one you you have limitations he can't use it too much because he will literally die from it. So as long as you have that, as long as not anything can happen, I'm I'm fine with not knowing it completely because then it turns into almost sci-fi or some sort of science, and it's not completely fantasy for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like, I, don't want, I don't want him to be a superhero, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I have, I actually love. I like. I think it's the right decision to take the blood song away because um i feel like villain kind of uh villain so when villain was developing as a character and we didn't quite know what the blood song was like now it's um like his decisions like where where we will question them oh is that the right decision oh wow like what consequences would he face but then in book two because like um for the most part when villain was uh there he was relying on the blood song like almost like it was a limb he was like, you wait for the blood song. Okay, the blood song wasn't uh, too loud. Okay, that means this decision doesn't matter. Okay, wow, the blood song is saying I should move in this direction. So without um, without um, having to really think through decisions, he was just like going with wherever the blood song led him. But I feel like taking away the blood song in at the end of this book just means that in part, in uh in the third book like he's going to make decisions that we're going to question he's going to make decisions that like uh some decisions we probably might not like and uh he's going to have to rely 
on his instinct on his uh, instinct and his experience and and everything else you know so because i feel like the way villain was it was in this book and it, it's well justified so i don't have a problem with it but there was an exalted like kind of uh ex exalted kind of like um impression of him like oh villain alsona oh the dark blade you know like uh, and then with the blood some but in part th in the book three he's he's just going to be more human and i feel like there's going to be more focus on him and his, his pov is going to be bigger because the blood song is no longer there and if it does come back then it's probably going to be like an epic kind of uh oh, the blood song comes back and like he's even like on another level hmm. yeah th that's an interesting point that now he, he needs to learn how to live without it yeah yes. that will be interesting to follow hi safina hey Safina. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling better for asking. That's really nice. And we talked a little bit. Hey, John. John. Um, we talked a little bit about the about the combat really quickly, but I think that's. I like that there wasn't a ton of combat, but when there was, you felt the impact of it because there's not a lot of it. It wasn't just plodding along and ooh, look, shiny swords and people are fighting. It's. Mm -hmm. It made sense, and it wasn't just fighting for fighting's sake. I mean, there was there was build up, and then when it did happen. It was serious. People died. You know, you felt it. It wasn't just yeah. pointy sticks. Ooh, look, look over here. You know, it's so. especially that it had consequences. You knew yeah. that if a battle was going to happen, you felt scared for your characters because anything could happen. Yeah. And that's what you need. If, if a battle is just there for the sake of a battle, you, you can yeah. lose it basically. Yeah. Skip. Let, let me ask you: What was the most grim dark moment for you in the in the in the? <sighs> the neck i think the neck that for, me was, yeah. for me it was uh because um the princess knowing because in book one they're always talking about how beautiful she is book two how beautiful oh, she's even more beautiful and having her face burnt i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think that entire part and in, in general just francis and his story arc and what he needed to do. It, I, I think that's one of the worst things when somebody is in control of your body. And that's yeah. something that I think was done quite well in the series that shall not be named. But here it, it was executed a little bit better, but that was one of the positive things in that one. So I, I liked it here and the, the dark turns that it took while, for, for instance, when Francis wasn't really doing what the woman wanted and she was angry, she made him kill more slowly. Yes, yes, yes. I, yes. Yeah. yeah, you know, wow, I was like, yo, man, like, I like, uh, I don't, I don't really mind it. Like, I don't mind like, uh, like children dying in like books. Like, it's, it's not real and everything. Like, I can put my mind in that space. But every time, like, he, he was, he, he made a decision, like, wow, well, he was about to kill a child. My heart dropped. <laughs> my heart dropped. I was like, no, man, friend is no, you know. And uh, yeah, like, uh, but everything. Hi, yo, man. Like, yeah. Grimdark is like is I love it. Like, let, let me ask you guys a question. I still consider myself new to Grimdark. Um, are there any Grimdark tropes? Because I feel I, I feel like that is what Grimdark is. Like, just moments like that where he snaps the neck. Like, you you don't and all and it, it just like the plot is going this way and it just goes like that. You know, are they Grimdark tropes that like um, that uh, um, 
you've 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 come to like point out and then like be, being able to predict or is that like a a a a, a, a consistent a consistent grimdark um thing of like unpredictability it's a good question because so I, far i can't see any grimdark tropes yeah mm -hmm. yeah I'm, I'm also quite new to grimdark to be honest but um i i think that's one of the things why i like it because it yes it takes things and then it makes something completely unique so you, you can't really predict what's going to happen and i think if you can then it's not really the best grimdark out there and it should be executed better because hmm. in, in general from what i've read until this point it's it's always so unique and you can't yeah. predict what's going to happen yeah because i mean like when i'm reading grimdark like i'm on edge especially when it's good and that's why i want to read a uh, uh beyond redemption and i was wrong it wasn't tad williams they were saying was the god it was baker but um was the god of grimdark but uh baker um i want to read beyond redemption because like um yes like i want to see they say that's one of like the grimmest you know so cool yeah it's so, so cool eh? true is really i, I think we're going to like it <laughs> it is so different than any, anything i've read yeah it is so wow. different wow and and we're not very far into well i'm not very far into the second one but it is a, it is just kind of opening the world up a little bit more and it's just it's a, but when you when you read those books you feel like you're crawling into a dark closet you know like you, <laughs> you can feel it like it you feel it, you feel it but and but there's humor mixed in so it's yeah. not all dark mm -hmm. i mean there there is some pretty funny moments and the characters are interesting they have some nice interactions you know some funny interactions so it's not all dark you need that a little bit to mix things up you can't have everything just doom and gloom but yeah. i think some people that and I, I don't necessarily agree with them but i think some people may say a trope of grimdark is maybe like narcissism or um you know i yeah. think some people that is grimdark just isn't for them i think they point to things like that i don't agree with that but i think some people it can turn them off on like the the unpredictability the the dark the you know there's there's deaths there's so i think some people just don't like those kind of stories i think they just like like the safer predictable and it's like a you know that's fine like you know good for them but like i mean i don't know like i let me so let me tell you something i was like in a really bad before i joined booktube i was in a really bad book slump and that's because like i i um i uh i would uh, i would read a book and i'm like okay nothing can was gonna happen to this character and like okay like i already know this but like when I read Grim Dark, like I'm like, I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, is this kid going to die right now? Like, oh my god, like that keep that that constantly being on edge is why I love Grim Dark so much. You know, I'm like, I'm 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 reading faster than my brain can understand what I'm reading because I'm like, okay, what is going to happen next? What is going to happen next? Yeah. And um, I don't know, like. Um, um, the unpredictability of grimdark if, can that be considered a trope because like technically tropes is like what do you see happen so often yeah it's i mean that, it's, tropes are predictable right i mean yeah, yeah tropes are what trope exactly are predictable but like you, and that's the thing with grimdark you see like he didn't necessarily kill the, the child he didn't kill the child and i'm like okay because yeah. that was a possibility 
but like in in some other books i'm like uh, okay like uh, let the hero come already and like save this kid you know or something i'm like oh maybe he's going to defeat this uh ancient uh magic with uh, the power of love or something you know but like <laughs> it's like you know like yeah yeah and there's nothing wrong love i'm all about love love everyone love but like you get what i mean like the power of love is yeah it's, yeah, it's love yeah. it's not like yeah but yeah i i can see that maybe it it still needs to be unpredictable if yeah. um if always the bad thing happens you start predicting that as well so i i think that's also difficult for a Grimdark author to have that tension and to make you want the good thing to happen, but then the bad thing happens instead. Yeah. But yeah. not make you expect it beforehand. Like, oh yeah, he's going to die because it's Grimdark. Hmm. Would you both consider this series to be Grimdark so far? I, I, I've i read darker stuff. I'll yeah. say that. I've read darker stuff. I, I consider it Grimdark because of the tone. Because of the consistent tone and the fact that like um the fact that like um the characters are not necessarily good they are doing what they have to do yeah. you know and like i feel like that is something that separates dark fantasy from grimdark in a dark fantasy book you, you still have good characters it but the world is dark but in grimdark the characters at least i've heard people describe grimdark in so many different ways before mm -hmm. But for me, what makes me like point to something as grimdark is, um, is uh, like uh, it. It has to do with like the attitude of the protagonist in in that grim world. So like maybe they have good intentions, but like their actions and like how they how they interact, how they how they how they kind of work with the world. They are not working against it. They are working with the world, like in they are balancing working, like uh, if if they have any good in them, they are they are balancing being like good people with how the world works. So they are not like goody two shoes. So for me, they are more relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I must say, if for instance, first law is grimdark, then this is also grimdark for yeah. for me. Yeah, for me as well. First law is then for me even a, a little bit lighter maybe than this it's one. It's lighter, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But if yeah. you compare this to, for instance, Beyond Redemption, I think that those characters are a lot less likely, less likable than than these. Here you have characters that you can root for and that you like, even though they are not, you know, very good. While Beyond Redemption, it's it's very hard to find redeemable qualities, in my yeah. opinion. You know, for instance, um, I think. King of Prince of Thorns. I haven't read that one by Mark Lawrence, but um, you basically follow a rapist. It's it's a different <laughs> kind of grim dark than what you're reading here. I, I'll say one thing with Prince of Thorns. I understand why they say Prince of Thorns is a gateway grim dark novel, hmm. and like it is not like um, um, the main. I feel like the writing style takes get, getting used to the. Prose is not the cleanest, but it get it, you. You have to get used to it. But after you reach a certain point in the book, then like you're just reading fluently, and like the the main character's evil. Like I didn't even perceive him as being evil anymore. I perceived it as comical. Like it's like, oh, this guy is such a bad guy, and then this is how evil he is. Okay, and uh, he does something that tops evil. Like wow, wow. So he's this evil, and then he does something that tops. It's like he's always like 
you, like is how evil can this guy by the end of the book you're just like nothing surprises you anymore you know mm-hmm. but like uh i still like you still find yourself rooting for the character because he has like some really badass moments where he's just not taking shit from anyone and it's like wow i think this person you should take shit from him because he's dead but like yog does not give a shit like <laughs> you know so and uh like um there was this thing it was a constant theme about thing where you're like thinking okay this character is too lucky for a grim dark novel but at the end it gets explained but let me not spoil it for you but like yeah it's it's a it's a much light like i don't know like it's the main character is a lot darker and like his evil is just plain evil but like i don't know why like prince of thorns still kind kinds of feel feels like a lot lighter than mm-hmm. like um the first law or um the first law or like uh blood song mm-hmm. yeah i i think for instance in in this one because you you asked about grim dark moments but i just thought about one and i think this hits home because it feels so realistic you have the um the singer i think um i i don't know how you pronounce his name chandril and in the beginning valen meets him and he has a wife and he's like performing at a fair and his wife is dancing and he's like making music and he's like happy he's he's glad his wife is pregnant all of those stuff and then afterwards frantis finds him and his wife was murdered by the valerians ah. and he's just he's he's he became an animal basically yeah the music is gone out of him wow yeah. like that would like That's that is hard. like like yes 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 like you see it's like um I don't like uh <laughs> wow like I I hate to do this again the book that shall not be named this guy <laughs> jumps on it this guy does a flying like CGI move in a book fine but then the enemy is like cheering him on like what the fuck like what are you do like why you know like that that is not happening but like this um like I, and I feel like I might one of the reasons I enjoyed the Raven trilogy so much might be because I'm reading it right after like The Faithful and the Fallen yeah. you know and I'm definitely going to read it to reread this book so, like because I want to study I'm going to take time studying his prose because and like there's something so efficient about it that I love like I don't um There are some writers where I'm just like I I can just keep like a sentence or like two sentences just keep like two two bars you know two lines because it's just like get on already you know uh but then he just keeps it like keeps things flowing in such a like I I get lost in it it's not difficult to just flow with it you know Mhm It's his second book is this is his second book unbelievable i put mind. everything of him on my wish list <laughs> me too <laughs> so did i <laughs> apparently he does i know this is just like this is a trilogy but he does a couple more stuff in this world are you guys going to be reading mm-hmm. those books yeah yeah i probably mm-hmm. will i probably will. i might not get to it as quickly but i probably will because uh maybe like uh because wow like this world is so like just think about like i i love i love the 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 way magic is used i like how everyone has different gifts you know every gift has a consequence and uh it there's just something so like there's something about this books that i just it's like his balance his balances so many things at the same time and it's so done so well you know like 
It's such a good book. Such a good book. Mm -hmm. Were there any favorite scenes that you guys had? There were a lot, but <laughs> yeah, I like. Few. I have. Yeah, I have a lot actually. I have a lot. I like. Uh, I like the scene where the breakneck scene, like the, the everything that happens in that, like uh, everything that happens in that space. I loved it. I loved it. Like Frent is finally like getting um, thing, and like you know, he always said like he was going to kill her, and uh, yeah, he did. You know, he put the knife through her, and uh, like I like that. I like that scene. I like that whole like how the princess getting burnt. The fact that you know, like and just like paying off things, like you know, when uh, the um, the 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 head of the Larnacks told her, "Oh, you know when to use this blade." And uh, how, like, just how everything happened, you know, friend is get, getting um, control, like everything, everything was just nice, you know. And uh, yeah, like, I also love the way, like, he writes his battle scenes. I really liked his battle scenes a lot because, like, they meant, they meant something, you know, like, there was a, there was a build up to it. And he was like, okay, this is such a, uh, yes, yes, the, those, the way she used those sharks, you know. <laughs> when uh, they were threatening not to let them on the boat, and uh, you know, just like I, I, yeah, I loved a lot of seas in the book. The slave ship was cool too. Um, the slave ship was good, yeah. And when Francis is is basically begging the woman, like we'll we'll run away together. Let's you don't have to, you know. I I love that he was so helpless with her. Mm -hmm. he just didn't have any control. Yeah. And that she was completely mental because she wanted to marry him, have children with him, and I was like, oh, "Okay, that's very weird that you're using him like that." But wow. I, so I have a question for you guys. Now that we're it just came, uh, so I forget her name. The 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 woman that was with the Reba's brother, right? The king. Yeah. Before he got his neck snapped. That woman is the same woman from Blood Song, right? That um, that Valen tells her to leave because she was the spy, the redheaded uh, woman in Blood Song, and he tells her because she was a spy, oh. and the king the king leaves them together, and she says, "Oh well, you know." She's like happy, and he's like, "You need to leave because he wants me to kill you." So. <laughs> Like, I, love that, I love that scene so much yeah. i love that scene so much like uh well, i just realized that i just realized that wow i just realized that so i'm not sure if it is but the way that he just the way that he describes them like the red hair yeah. she's like a you know a bosomy Ooh, woman that would be nice. I, yeah. need to I, I wasn't sure if that was the same because brandy and i were talking about it because we were both asking each other is that is that the same the person because it's they seem they're described the same yeah they were described as yeah they were they were actually i i i didn't think i was gonna see her again but like well now that you say it you know but like yeah. back to that scene i love the scene because she thought like when uh janice and villain were talking she thought oh i'm janice's spy and like um villain is the one out of the loop and we have to show yeah. him how things are done and then janice just talks 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 and leaves the room and villain is just like yo you know, he, he just basically told me to kill you. And then she's like, wow. <laughs> you know, I love that scene so much, you know. Because I, uh, yeah. I, think, I think she says something like um, she had to leave uh, because of complications. She never really says why she left. Yeah. 
um, for home. So I, th I think that kind of, I think that's the same person. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll, I'll probably check it after this to find out. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, uh, th that would be nice because Valen needs to die for the one who waits his plan to succeed, because he's really very clearly a pie that does a lot in the story. So it would be nice that his decision to not kill her in the first book has a lot of consequences out. in the second. Yeah. Because if yeah. she wasn't there, I don't know if Riva would have made the same decisions. Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like what the, the, the blood song was quiet on that decision, right? Like when he let her go. The blood song was quiet, right? Mm -hmm. Because I remember when um, the blood song yeah, yeah, I think the blood song was quiet because um, I remember like the blood song was told Valen to kill Janice and Valen didn't refuse to do it. And I remember that that was the last time and Valen spoke about it was the last time that the blood song spoke to him in a long time before he met uh, the other um, person with the with the with the abilities. So it's it's uh, yeah, it's it's uh, I am pretty sure the blood song was quiet in that decision to let her go and. To watch it pay off like that, I feel like we're gonna get like a couple of decisions like that in book three because the blood song is not going to be like uh, it's not going to be as available as it was in in the Tower Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you have any predictions for the third one? Because, for instance, we also have Frantis who is with Solace at the moment. I think. Um, so I, I'm hoping that he goes to um, the city as well, and that they have a meetup. But I don't know what will happen after that. I'm going to say that I'm going to predict, I don't know, I have no idea, I'm just going to throw it out there, that Valen won't make it through. <laughs> wow, you know, wow, that wow, you just threw that in right like that. I don't know, I have no idea, I might be totally mm -hmm. wrong. I just get the feeling like something's going to happen. So far, I'm not even trying to predict this book because I'll be wrong every time. But um, my only prediction is that I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> However it goes, like, Anton Ryan has my trust as a writer. Yeah, same. Now, I, I must say, I'm, I'm also on the fence whether or not Phelan is going to live. But that's one of the reasons that I, for instance, I, I was looking if his other series take place in the same world. But I didn't want to read the premise because if it's that like after Valen's death, well, yeah, okay, now we know. So I I'm waiting until I read Queen of Fire to see if the other books take place in the same world because you have a couple of short stories, but you also have a duology, I think, and I think that the word blood is in the title. So I'm having strong feelings that it's in the same world a couple of years afterwards, maybe, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to yes. I, w I would like to conclude this trilogy and then like really dive into, like just just so like, I'm and I I might not have said this after I read Blood Song, but after I read Tower Lord, I would like to like uh, really dive into the world after like the story is concluded, just to oh, okay, this is what is happening here. Oh, this is what happened after. Just cause like um yeah like uh I'd, like the world itself is interesting. And that is something that I feel like some writers fail to do. Like um, they, 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 they are not able to create this sense that okay, apart from what I'm showing you here, other stuff is happening in different places. But like the way, like 
we have interesting characters with interesting POVs and just the intensity of what is happening like in in from their different perspectives like even though you're enjoying this pov the next time another pov comes back you're excited to like pick up from where you left off mm-hmm. yeah yeah I, I was gonna bring this up i wasn't sure because i know both of you guys are probably i'm slammed too but enough after we finish this trilogy if you want to take a couple months off and then start the the rest of the books let me know I want to start it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. I'm down. I'm down. We'll, Let's we'll take, take, a, a break. take a couple months and, uh, yeah, maybe after we read a couple bad books and then, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, <we're> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to come back again and be like, wow, okay, you know. But, uh, maybe, yeah, I'm, maybe, uh, yeah, I'm down. Maybe January, February or something. Yeah, I'm yeah, down. I'm good. down for sure. Down for sure. Cool. I can ask them for Christmas, so <laughs> perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. I almost bought. I almost bought them the other day. Yeah, I was. I had them in my cart. And I was like, I have too many books to read. I have to stop this. <laughs> it's gonna be months. I'll buy them later. But I had him. I was ready to buy all of his books. The last time I counted my TBR, I have like close to two hundred books there. Like I'm not even trying to like. <laughs> I'm not even trying to like uh, like add to that right now. Well, I, I've already added it mentally, which is usually more like significant for me because I uh, like I'm a mood reader like I'm not going to read a book just because it's on my TBR you mm-hmm. know it's, it's how I feel page uh, 445 yeah, so, so, um, <laughs> so let's see So she says, uh, "How long have you been? How long have you been? How long have you been with him?" Riva asked Velas. She says, "We met years ago in Varenshold, if that's how I pronounce it, when he was a guest of the king's court. He was a regular and generous customer, so I was sad to see him called back to sit in the chair. A couple of years later, when I had a pressing reason to leave Varenshold, I thought I might find a welcome here, at least enough coin for passage to foreign cities or climes." So that's where she was really cagey about where, how she ended up there, where uh, she came from. You know, uh, it's probably I, her. I, yeah, I think that's her. I'm not positive. Though. Yeah, like I don't think Anthony Ryan would let her live like that, especially like that if he didn't have like a purpose for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Anthony Ryan would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Now we are divining his intentions now yeah. on two books. It, it is amazing though, because I, I mean, I, I know you know writers they start their careers and a lot of them improve over time, and it's a process. But there's a few, very few, that write something like Blood Song. I don't know how they do it. I don't know it's if it's talent or luck or I don't know what what happens. But it is amazing that Blood Song is his first book. It just blows my mm-hmm. mind. So yeah. Blood Song is his first book, right? I think so. Pretty oh, sure, I, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Yeah. Wow. You set the bar high, man. Cradle of Chaos. We're coming, man. Like that. Means... <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah. Yo, why couldn't Brandy make it today? Oh, she was in Philadelphia, and my my dog has a hernia. Oh. Okay. My, my pug bulldog. So she has to take him to the vet. Oh. Okay. So I think she's there now on her phone chatting. Oh. Okay. 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 <laughs> he had a little uh, little lump in his belly, and 
we weren't sure what it was, but it turns out it was a hernia. So, wow, so wow. I had to take him in. Okay, okay. a little okay. fatso. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but she's gonna come for the next one, right? Yeah. No, that would be welcome. I'll be very welcome. Like, yeah. wow. At, at this point, my hopes are high because with Bloodsong, I thought maybe he's a one hit wonder. And it's especially after the reviews, but it's two in a row for me, so the third one is going to be good. Yeah, and I know. Like, some people were really like, oh, the book two is not as good. Book two is not as good. And I get why they say that because book one was very good for a specific reason. But book two, I feel, is just as good, just for a different reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, kind of, it kind of reminded me of the first law trilogy. The way it went from really character focused and very little plot to, and uh, Bloodsong had plot, but just the way that it changed, you know, from very character to plot in the first and second books kind of reminded me of that. And I think it's, I think something I have to rem- remind myself too is that these, it's a trilogy. So it's not all going to be explained. There has to be some build up, you know, that's be paid, so, you know, these things develop. So something I didn't like, uh, I like the fact that you brought that, and uh, I want to see how Anthony Ryan handles it. But um, something I didn't like about the first law, about the last book of the first law, is because I felt like, um, and I'm not saying this is what happened, I'm just saying like this is what, this is kind of how it felt like. But for me, it felt like um, he started writing the last argument of Kings, and then he was like, okay wow like i have to tie all these loose ends together and he just like became like just started like tying them up like in a big knot it's in such a big messy knot which i kind of like i'm just like okay it's a deviation i could feel the deviation from like being like a, a book that's very character focused to like to to something that is like trying to like connect dots and like make sense and I felt like uh, I really loved the first law, but I felt like he could have done better. But I forgive him because it's his first book. And he might not have conceived at the time that he was going to write more books because I don't think he could have predicted how popular it became. But um, I really want to see how Anthony Ryan, because there's a lot to tie off as well. And I want to see how he pulls that off because I would say his books are character based as well. I cannot see like the sequence of while the sequence of events makes sense. I cannot see like uh, I can't see like a like a like a plot, you know. I, I'm just like engrossed in the characters and everything. So yeah, I want to see how he handles that. Mm-hmm. Good luck, Brandy. I I hope uh, it's something that's easily fixable. Yeah. And- you the next one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think one of the biggest surprises in this book, and I'm, I'm now a little bit worried when I read something else, is that <laughs> you have amazing secondary characters. And that's often you have the main characters, and then you have maybe a couple of close friends, and that's it. <laughs> and in some books, all the characters that you meet have their own POV. So then it's even more the feeling that nobody else is living here besides these few that we follow. Mm. But in these books, you have secondary characters. You have just characters that maybe are mentioned for a couple of chapters and that's it. But their encounters mean something. Even though they're just somebody walking by or they, they might die after a couple of pages even. But it feels like the world is filled with other people as well. Yes. 
And yes. that's something that's now I'm wondering if, if other books have that as well, or that's something that's quite unique in this one. No, it's definitely something that's unique. Definitely something that's unique. Like, um, like uh, in scenarios, like, like, and that's what I was saying. Like, I did not, if there was a book, a separate book, a breakaway book that was just only Frentis, I would read it. If there was a separate, separate book that was only Riva, I would read it. If it was a separate book, just that, the, the, I would read it. You know, mm -hmm. because like uh, it, it is, uh, and I, I I cannot think of a lot of books that I read and their characters where I'm just like, oh my god, is this guy's POV again? I did not get that feeling at all when I was reading this one. Mm -hmm. You know, I did not get that feeling at all. I just enjoyed the story. You know, so I feel like the second and the secondary characters, right? Like. Uh, within their acts they are the primary characters it's only when we come and we're talking about okay villain you know it's only when we're like okay now it's failing like the main pro protagonist then in context to the other characters it's like okay um what is happening now you know but the 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 secondary characters within their arcs they were like like they were not they didn't feel like secondary characters they felt like they didn't feel like they were just there because okay anthony ryan decided why well, i want him to have four companions you know mm -hmm. like they felt like okay these are characters with like um with their own stories with their own um, perspectives with their own like uh, character journey and character like development and establishment to to experience so yeah mm -hmm. yeah i agree I'm also wondering what Vernier is going to do because I, I think that in the third book he will also be the one who like ties together the certain chapters and that you have small paragraphs of him. Um, but I'm wondering where he will be in that book. Yeah. And Same. and that's one of the things. He's such a small character. You only have him for a couple of pages in the entire book, but still he's interesting. Yeah. But he's not just so very impactful too. Like his chapters, his his uh, first person thing is so short. But then I like how he's used to like tie the story together, and like it's it's interesting, very interesting because he is like a scribe, mm -hmm. you know, in the book. So it's like uh, he he he's tying the story together in a way that is just so. Uh. <laughs> No, like from a writer's perspective, right? What Anthony Ryan is doing is just like mind blowing. Like maybe I need to read more books, and maybe it's not that special. But I've already read a lot of books, and like this is the first time I'm seeing something being pulled off like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, what would your overall rating be? You, you know that I'm really bad with stars, but five. <laughs> five star. For me, for me, you know, like for me, it's a five star. I always hate going half stars, but I think I'm gonna go four and a half. Yeah, that's that's high Almost praise, there. right? Yeah, that, that that's really high for you. Yeah, that's really high for you. And yeah, like for me, I would rate it four and a half, but like, um, I don't know how someone can make me like so many characters with how many POVs, and like, I really care about each and the, each and every one of them. I would say I enjoyed Bloodsong more, kinda. Yeah. But like, I enjoyed Blood Song more as a reader, but like as like, like as a writer, like seeing what he's doing in mm -hmm. Tower Lord, that's a five star. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I think I would also go for five stars. And Blood Song I liked maybe a little bit more, but that's just also because I like that coming of age story. And you have that here with Riva as well. But with Valen and really following him through the entire book, that's just something that I personally like. But for me to like multiple POVs, and that in a second book, I think that's very difficult. Because, for instance, I read uh, Red Rising, and you have the entire trilogy in one POV. And then the secondary trilogy, it's all of a sudden multiple POVs, and that didn't work for me. Because I was only interested in the original one. Everybody else couldn't care less. So I could see there how difficult it was to make me invested then in new characters or in new POVs so that he could pull this off here. I, I think that's even more difficult than just starting a new trilogy with multiple POVs and the reader doesn't know anyone and he doesn't have a favorite when he goes in. Here you you immediately are drawn towards Valen. So in, in the beginning, you might be a little bit disappointed when you go to someone else because I, I want to stay with Valen. Yeah. But that changes pretty quickly. I think that's very difficult to do. That is so difficult to do. To like, Villain is such a like character, such a like, like to do what he did with Villain in the first book, like make us just so invest and then like to not put attention. Like, the reason Blood Song is a good book is because of the character of Villain, but then to not even like hold that in reverence, like to, to not like center the book around what like uh, initially drew everyone to it and still pull it off wow that is a it does take some some nerve though to do some that nerve to, to go from a book that i'm not sure how it was received when it was released or what the reaction was but i, I would imagine it for, to have one pov and then to veer off and go into multiple povs that's that's got to be a little a little nerve-wracking um, yeah. i would think for a writer but he pulls it off I mean, yeah i'll compare yeah. that to like uh you know like when you're uh, you, you start like a tv show with like one character and like i don't know maybe the character dies off or like contract stuff doesn't work and then they bring a new character and which is trying to play the old character but like it's a different face and it just <laughs> feels wrong but like he pulls it off now kind of compare it to that but like he pulls it off because those characters were, were were really good and like um the what he did with the secondary characters not giving them povs in book one <laughs> but you still get a very strong sense of who they are like the princess and like frentis and then like going into their povs like such a smooth uh such a smooth uh, tra um, transition yeah i was just looking up the goodreads scores and to be honest uh tower lord is still getting 4.17 Oh, wow. which is quite high. Okay. Um, now, of course, it's a second book, so maybe only the people who really enjoy Bloodsong go further. So I, I'm guessing that it has low, less ratings um, than Bloodsong, but still, it's it's pretty high. So I'm feeling that the maybe the BookTube community <laughs> doesn't really like Tower Lord that much, but in general, it's, it's well-received. Yeah, man, I don't really care what the booktube community likes, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't really care. Like, if, it's so, if a book is very popular in, in booktube community, like, I'm learning to be very careful now. Like, I know, like, I'm like, uh, I don't know, like, <laughs> you know. So, um, like, uh, I want to, I want to, uh, yeah, like, the booktube doesn't like Blood Song, then, like, yo, man, like, I, I then it's fine. Like, I have a hard like, time. I like what you like. I have a hard yeah. time seeing anyone not like Blood Song. I, I mean, yes, I know. Like, <laughs> what do you like in books <laughs> if you don't I like mean, Blood Song? 
it has everything. Well, that song is even higher. It it has four point three eight. So and and more ratings, hmm. almost uh, eighty thousand. And then Tower wow. Lord forty thousand. So, it's it's half. Wow. Wow. This Queen of Fire is three point six nine. So that's a little hmm. bit less. Yeah. That means we'll like it. <laughs> yeah, we're going to love it. <laughs> I don't know this needs to be adapted. By Netflix or HBO or somebody oh needs to get God. this and adapt. It'd be perfect. That'd be so good. That'd be so good. Wow. Somebody I'd needs really to adapt enjoy this. that. Yeah. It's perfect uh, for it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things like uh, Lord of the Rings. It's it's getting a TV series, and I'm excited for that. But sometimes it feels like they keep grabbing the same thing yeah. that's super popular and it's been done before, and I don't know how you can top the movies to be honest at this point and there's so much new stuff that's under hyped that they could also adapt you know something like uh like adapting stuff to screen is very different because uh there's a whole like um like so uh, if the whole like idea of like the hero's journey um like step by step farm boy like uh here, um, Faithful and the Fallen, book that shall not be named, is basically like the the hero's journey, right? But replicated over and over and over again. That's why it's so predictable to us. Like the way like movies are made, movies are usually made with that kind of strict pattern. So like when uh, something like a blood song that doesn't necessarily follow that pattern is was submitted to them, like uh, movie producers are not quite sure what to do with it. Yeah. You know, then, that, yes, it's not like uh, they they've, they have a tried formula. Like Star Wars has the hero's journey as well. Like successful Game of Thrones might have it might be what kind of changed the game, you know. But like um, Game of Thrones might be what changed the game because Game of Thrones is kind of like uh, up and down as well. But like it is, um, it is usually like if they if if it's not something that they they, they can. Um, immediately visualize creating and putting out there, you know, then like it becomes kind of a problem for them. Wheel of Time too follows the hero's journey, so it, it is. I can see how they they they, they would be. Wheel of Time is more like uh, it's more possible to adapt a book like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they spent. I think they spent more on season one of Lord of the Rings than all three movies. Is that? I think I read that. Yes, yeah. The budget is, I mean, it's huge. It's huge. It's Bezos, man. Bezos, like, (laughs) Bezos is funding. He can afford. He can even double that if he wants. Like, it's crazy. Wow, it's wild. Yeah, that dude lost like thirty million, thirty billion. He was still the richest man in the world. Wow. Come on, Bezos, adapt, adapt the Raven. I I know, I know, I know. Dig dig in your couch and and get make this happen. I know. You should watch this discussion. Yeah. So, guys, wow! I just learned something, and I'm a bit heartbroken. But uh, the link for this uh, discussion, I posted it on my Discord, and people are tried to open it, and it said uh, this website, this play, this is a error. It's to give them an error message. Oh. So, like, we potentially could have had a lot more people watching this. I'm watching it on my other monitor here. Yeah, so I don't know what YouTube, man. Damn it. Huh. But anyway, it's been actually kind of funky lately too. Though, so. Yeah, I'll post it on. I'll post it there. Whoever yeah, they, cares would watch it. Yeah. You can always rewatch if they want yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I have some discussions about this with some people on my Discord because they were kind of warning me, "Oh, Tower Lord is not as good." But yeah, I want to like let's let's argue, let's uh, let's go at it. Lies. You know, I like when I like something and someone doesn't like it, and then they are trying to tell me why it's no good, and I'm telling them why it's good. Let's go, let's go. Ah <laughs> oh, man, I'm either I'm, my generation is internet kid generation, so let's go, man. I was born for this, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Cool. Good stuff. Yeah, but that's, that's good to know because then I'll have a look on your Discord. Yeah. I love to see why people dislike it because often I can understand a different point of view. And here I can see why it's difficult to get into, but I can honestly not really say a lot of negatives. Yeah. So it's it, it would be interesting to see. To what see what people, people are saying because maybe mm-hmm. I'm just lost in the sauce. You yeah. know, let me see what people are saying. So, yeah. Like that's the benefit of the booktube community. People like different opinions from you and yeah. seeing how they see things. You know, like that. That there's a lot of value in that because mm-hmm. you don't know what your blind spots are. But uh, I'm pretty convinced I don't have any. I'm joking, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but let's see. Let's see. I'm actually eager. I'm actually eager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, are you going to start the last book soon or wait closer to the discussion? No, I, I like waiting. So I finished the book this morning, and that's why, like, I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, like, you see. So when I'm reading the book, right, I, I, and then I stop reading it, I'm like, wow, like he did that, he did, the, he pulled that off. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say that in the discussion. So I like leaving it because I feel like when I have an idea sit in my head, and then I'm hearing someone talk about it, and then I'm asking myself, hmm, did, is that something I missed, or I start questioning like some of the. Uh, I start like I'm not as like excited, yeah. you know. So, but, but like if I, I read it, I say I finish it in the morning. So I use so what I do. So, so I listen to the audiobooks, and then what I do is that like I leave it until it's like three hours left, and then uh, you know when I message you, I was like, oh, it's at eleven, right? I was just confirming. So, like three hours from eleven, I'm going to start. I'm going to finish the remaining three hours, and then no, like. Sorry. Yeah, and that like you know, with all the excitement, with all the context, keep it fresh. Yeah. What so about you? Next... Because you have a deadline, right, for a couple of books. Yeah, um, I'll probably start here in the next. I will have to read. I'm reading um, River of Thieves, and I need to finish um, Gunslinger, and then I'll probably start this one. And uh, Mirror's Truth, then I'll start mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. So probably next week. Yeah. I need to finish Weaver's Soto Kaigen, um, Weaver's Soto Kaigen, and uh, like I think two more books, <laughs> and then I'll be I'll be I'll, I'll be ready to read uh, the, the the next one, and the next one is gonna be I need to I want to do like a live stream before that day just to get it right. I don't want to be figuring out live streams during that discussion, mm-hmm. so I'm probably gonna do a live stream before um, I don't know what about, but before that one just so that like um. I'm not mm-hmm. like fumbling around the thing. Well, let yeah, us know if you want to do it's it. It's very important as well. You need to uh, validate your account to do live streams, and it can take up to 24 hours. Ah. So it's best to just set that already up on StreamYard so that it's ready to go for when you want to. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good point there. I think Andrew told me the same thing. So yeah. I'm going to try and see if I can do it. It's just like, yo, this. Uh, challenge thing is killing me man it's killing me i'm learning so much like i feel like right after when i'm done with this challenge right the production my production my video quality is going to go so high because it's like 
every like uh the video i released yesterday i shot i i i i started editing that day i did everything usually that editing would take me like two and a half days i started that day and i finished that day and it's not bad mm, you know nice. so like when i get back into um when i get back into my usual one two videos a week my my i'm going to be on a different level so you can you can be like andrew and release a video every four hours <laughs> I'm releasing a video. I know, right? Like uh, that guy's insane. Is, is insa- he's uh, he's been so consistent. I don't like. I don't even know. I don't even know, man. Like, yeah. I look. I want to be like Andrew when I grow. Mm-hmm. Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it definitely pays off because he has 700 subs now. I think, or very close. 700 subs. Well, Andrew does a lot of marketing too. Andrew is yeah. like on everyone's really Discord. Good. Like, I don't know where he finds the time. Yeah. But he's on everyone's Discord doing body reads here, here, and there. Like, every, and he's such a likable guy as well. Like, and he knows his stuff. So, like, uh, yeah, like, I'm so happy for him when I see him just growing and growing and growing. You know, like, he deserves everything that. And, you know, like, um, I was on like uh, three, 295 for so long. And he's just like, oh, guys, check them out. I got like, 13 10 subs like like that it's like wow you know so like yeah i love the guy man helps out yeah so um epic you let us know if you are going to do a live yeah. um and we'll make sure to be there and support yeah. just like to we experiment yeah well of course you're invited like are you kidding me i don't even need to move <laughs> yeah i'm inviting Kasa, myself you know? yeah, yeah. we'll be there yeah but i really appreciate knocking on the door yeah. <laughs> I really, really appreciate that. Like, uh, I've always been scared for a live stream. Just like, ah, shit, what if no one comes up? But, oh, uh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, that would be fun. That would be fun. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. Okay, so um, thanks for being here and for reading the books with me. I'm so glad that we're all liking it. And um, yeah, let's meet up for uh, the last one. Awesome. Yeah. Looking yeah. forward to it. Yeah. See you I'll later. See you then. Yeah. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody.